Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is September 30th, 2020. Welcome to the Morning Grind. As you listen to this episode of the podcast, the Las Vegas Raiders have now officially turned the pace to their Week 4 clash against Josh Allen and the resurgent, undefeated Buffalo Bills. While Sean McDermott's team arrives in the desert riding a three-game winning streak, the Silver and Black will enter the fray coming off a disappointing Week 3 loss to the New England Patriots. But... With a winning record after a brutal schedule to start the year and a chance to return to form at home in their new gorgeous digs, things are looking up for John Gruden and company. The Raiders return to the practice field later this morning, and as they do, let's take a final look back at Sunday's loss to the Pats, identify a few positives, acknowledge what has to be better going forward, and officially get ready for Week 4 against the Bills. Lego! There's no need to sugarcoat it. The Raiders got punched in the mouth Sunday afternoon in New England. Across all three phases, the silver and black looked uncharacteristically out of sync as Cam Newton and the Patriots grew a three-point halftime lead to the eventual 16.1 that flashed on the scoreboard at game's end. But, as we said at the top, it's not all bad. In fact, you really don't have to dig all that deep to find some positives to take into week four. And let's start with the return of salt and Peppa. Now, when I say return, I don't mean to imply that Max Crosby and Cleveland Furrow were absent throughout the first two weeks of the regular season, but what we saw on Sunday against the Patriots were the impact plays that we grew so accustomed to seeing from the pair a year ago. Let us begin with Mr. Furrow, shall we? The former Clemson Tiger played 46 defensive snaps in Sunday's clash in New England, more than any other Raiders defensive lineman, and totaled four tackles and a quarterback hit, although Furrell made sure to get his money's worth on all four of his takedowns. Especially in the first half, which will be a theme as we continue throughout the morning, Furrell was active around the football and seemed to show that oft-discussed next step we hear about for players headed into year two. And in terms of Mad Max, we gotta begin with the obvious, the two sacks. Entering week three action, the silver and black had just a single tally in the sack column of the stat sheet, courtesy of Big Mo Hurst, but number 98 made sure that number jumped up against the Pats as he brought down Cam Newton twice behind the line of scrimmage. Now with 12 sacks in his young career, Crosby finds himself tied with Trevor Scott for fifth most for a Raider throughout his first two seasons, and I have a feeling he's going to move up just a little bit further on that list before 2020 comes to a close. And while the sacks are great and getting the quarterback down behind the line of scrimmage is incredibly important, for me, what I loved was Max's effort and response to adversity on Sunday afternoon. Let us not forget that mere plays before his first sack of Cam Newton, Crosby was flagged for a critical penalty on fourth down that gave New England a fresh set of downs. But instead of sulking and hanging his head, the second-year defensive lineman got back to work and made up for his mistake in a big way, sacking Newton for his first takedown of 2020. Tony Romo said on the broadcast that the defensive line will get better as the season wears on, and Max himself said post-game that they're still trying to gel. But one thing that was apparent on Sunday, regardless of the end result, was the effort that Crosby, Furl, and the rest of the D-line exerted at Gillette Stadium. Week 3 didn't go to plan in many ways for the Silver and Black, but we did get a taste of what Rod Marinelli's defensive line can be going forward. 
Well, we just praised the defensive line, but as we said, there was a lot that needed to be better for the Raiders against the Patriots. And when you take a quick glance at the stat sheet, one number jumps off the page in a big way. 250. 250 is the number of rushing yards the Patriots tallied en route to their big win over the Raiders. And I don't care if you're playing in the NFL, college, Pop Warner, or somewhere in between, it's going to be really, really hard to win a ball game when you allow a team to run the ball 38 times at an average clip of over six and a half yards per game. Just to put things in perspective a little bit, if any NFL team totals 143 yards on the ground on a given day, they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Well, that's how many yards the Patriots ran for in the second half alone on Sunday. And look, the Raiders got theirs on the ground too in New England, as they went north of the century mark once again in terms of rushing yards and averaged 5.7 yards per carry. Definitely not too shabby at all. But those numbers are far less impressive when you compare them to what Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and the Patriots offense accomplished. We talked about it post-game, and we'll say it once again now. When you watch back the Week 3 battle in Foxborough, it really did feel like the Raiders got, well, raided on Sunday. The Patriots won the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, dominated time of possession, and ran downhill to their heart's content, essentially what the Silver and Black did to the Panthers and Saints over the first two weeks of the regular season. Now, it is important to remember that the Silver and Black are still 2-1, and one, and with a win on Sunday, they'll improve to 3-1 and one as the first quarter of the 2020 season comes to a close. But if they do want to earn another victory Monday, they're going to have to return to form and find a way to slow down a Buffalo offense that's averaging over 100 yards per game on the ground and 330 per game in the air. That will be a challenge, no doubt about it. So what exactly am I looking forward to Sunday afternoon and as the Raiders return home to beautiful Allegiant Stadium? I'm glad you asked, because while there is no lack of storylines headed into week four, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled on two things in particular. One, how will the silver and black bounce back? And number two, how will they navigate the challenge that is Josh Allen? Okay, first things first, how will the Raiders respond to a day last weekend that fell short of their collective expectations? And look, as incredible as it would have been, I don't think there are too many folks out there who thought the silver and black would realistically run the table in 2020. The NFL is too deep of a league, 1-32, to to have that happen. Just look at the history books. Anyway, that little preamble brings me to the point that a loss at some point during an NFL regular season is practically inevitable. But like I said, I want to see how head coach John Gruden's team responds to that loss. I know it's just one game of a 16-game slate, but all the same, you really can tell a lot about a team by how it bounces back from a rough day at the office. Will the Raiders rise up, take last Sunday's learning experience, and get back to playing the type of football we've seen them play early in 2020? I truthfully think so, but we'll have to see the score at the end of regulation to get our final confirmation of that notion. And standing in the way of the Raiders' return to the winner's circle is Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who simply put, has been an aberration in his third season under center. Ranked second in passing yardage and touchdowns in the NFL through three weeks, Allen is playing the best football of his young career, and what he's doing between the hash marks is a big reason the Bills are currently undefeated. John Gruden is no stranger to elite quarterback play, so count him as one of the people around the league who have been impressed by the athletic quarterback. I think, number one, their head coach, McDermott, has done a great job. And Brandon Bean, the general manager, have done a nice job putting together a good young football team. 
Uh, after that, the quarterback is uh, eye-opening. He is a fun guy to watch, man. He can really throw the ball. He's got a great playing style. He's, he's got a lot of John Elway playing style. He can scramble, he's strong, he's tough. Um, he's a big time player. The Silver and Black are back on the field today, continuing preparation for their week four battle against the Bills. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.